Hello there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. Today, we are speaking with Lakanda Dagger, president of Velvet Ice Cream Company at their headquarters located at Ye Old Mill in Utica, Ohio. She is the fourth generation of her family to lead the 103-year-old company that distributes more than 5 million gallons of ice cream each year. Before joining Velvet Ice Cream, Lakanda worked several years in the retail fashion industry. She is a frequent speaker and author on dairy industry topics, as well as small and family business issues. She serves on the board of directors of both the Midwest and International Dairy Foods Associations. In addition, she leads several community philanthropy programs, including the Utica Sertoma Ice Cream Festival and Pelotonia, which benefits cancer research at Ohio State. She was inducted into the Women of Influence in the Food Industry in 2012 and Columbus Business First 40 Under 40 in 2007. She received a bachelor's degree in business from Xavier University. Lakanda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Catherine. It's great to be here. Velvet Ice Cream has had many decades of success in the ice cream business, since 1914 to be exact. What are your biggest challenges in staying competitive in this crowded space? It's a very crowded space, that's for sure. Everybody wants to be in the ice cream business. But, um, you know, we're constantly looking for new ways to serve our consumers. And because we've been around almost 105 years, we have a very loyal consumer. And so we just try to innovate and, and create new flavors, new products to what those consumers want. What does that innovation look like? I mean, do you focus on what's trending in, in the ice cream industry? I mean, how do you continue that innovation? That's a good question. Um, innovation is different to everybody. And what is popular globally is not always popular locally. So we've done a lot of... Uh, focus groups with our consumers. And what they tell us is just give me the good stuff. They don't want these healthy trends, which healthy trends are big right now in ice cream, low sugar, uh, high protein products, things like that. That is not our consumer. They just say, give me the full fat. So we actually just recently discontinued our no sugar added. We discontinued our churned, which was a low fat product made with real sugar. And we just came out with six new flavors this past year, all full fat. And that's just what our consumers want. We're in the Midwest. They like the chocolate, the peanut butter flavors. Um, though we did bring out banana cream pie this past summer, and it was our number one new flavor. So, um, but then they do like some savory flavors, like cinnamon. They like... Um, different flavors like spicy caramel, which had a cayenne pepper in it. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have the two extremes with consumers. And so when you are testing, you know, a, a new type of, of flavor, I mean, th what's the process? Do you have the same processes that you go through? Does it, uh, to, to, you know, to launch a new right. flavor? Absolutely. We, take a very strategic approach because it's very expensive to create new flavors and new packaging and new processes. So we have a, uh, a board here that is on the taste panel and everybody tries to get on that taste panel, but we're very strategic and very specific who's on that. And we taste products all the time. We taste our own products. We taste competitor products. And we also use our yield mill. If your guests have 
have been here to UO Mill, to Utica, Ohio. Um, that's our ice cream parlor and our whole guest relations department. We test a lot of consumers that come here because we get 150,000 consumers in six months. We're open May through October. And so it's a perfect time for us to create some new flavors and actually go down in the mill and and sample new products with them. So, so you're doing real-time real market time, research. Absolutely. It's wonderful. We love it. What are Velvet Ice Cream's most pressing technical or process challenges today? Um, I mean, are, there have been, uh, of course, you know, manufacturing, machining changes, the processes change. What, what have you uh, been focusing on the last few years? Well, the dairy industry is what they call more of a traditional engineering. We really haven't seen a whole lot of process changes in what we do on the ice cream side. Now, we're not large enough. If we were large enough for like robotics and things like that, there's been a lot of advancements there. And we know some very large dairies who are using robotics, but it just really doesn't fit our culture here and, and the volume in which we do. So we um, not much has really changed for us over the years. We kind of keep it simple as far as we make our own mix. We, we pasteurize our own mix. We homogenize. That homogenization is what's breaking down those fat molecules. Um, you know, we freeze our own mix. We do everything here and then we're packaging it. The biggest change we made the last 25 years is we um, had a million dollar investment in what we call the Hoyer hardening tunnel. So that is a tunnel. Once the product is put into the package, it goes through this hardening tunnel and it freezes the product within three to four hours. Wow. And it's rock solid. So this means the faster you can freeze a product, it's almost like flash freezing fish. The faster you can freeze it, you lock in that freshness and you have less ice crystals you know, and that type of thing. So it, it, it gives you a much better, smoother product. Is there a lot of pressure to do that from the food industry? Absolutely. Yeah. The faster you can freeze a product, there's even on a microbiological sense, um, it, there's definitely for the food safety side of business mm -hmm. of the product, it's better. So I have to ask this, um, are you having any workforce issues? Absolutely, yes. You know, we have a great thing going on in this uh, Ohio state, especially, that, you know, unemployment is extremely low. But then on the other flip side, it provides a lot of challenges for us. And we are having a hard time finding skilled labor to work in the plant. And unfortunately, if we do find some good people, we're having a hard time. They can't even pass a blood, a uh, drug test. So, you know, there's just a real epidemic right now with, with the drugs in the state of Ohio. So it's been a real challenge for us. We've really, um, on, the, on the flip side, if you try to look at the positive, we're working closer with Utica High School and we're working closer with COTC in, in um, Newark. So you know, good things do come of it because we, we have to really challenge ourselves to find good people because there's, there's good people out there. And the other thing we've noticed is we're hiring more existing associates, family members. So we figure good people follow good people. So if we have good people on staff, we're hiring a lot of family members that we never really used to do before. We never, we kind of didn't promote it as much, but it seems to be working for us today. So where are your, ga your biggest gaps? I mean, for, you know, automotive supplier or manufacturer, it, it may be more in the industrial maintenance and the machinists. Are you finding s similar gaps or is it in other, uh, other positions? Our largest gap is with drivers. 
and this is a national crisis. It's not just here in Ohio, but it's it's drivers who, um, you know, are skilled enough to drive a hundred and twenty thousand dollar vehicle, and um, what we do is not easy. We do what we call DSD, direct store delivery. So each driver will have 20 to 25 stops a day. He's leaving here with a full truck and he's, he's really having to be a salesman. Um, he or she is able, is, has to be a salesman. They have to be very personable with store owners and then they have to be merchandisers. They're actually putting the product on the shelf, putting it away in, in the freezers. And so uh, it's a very tough position to fill. And then the other area is more so some plant and then really more our freezer. It's, it's tough to find people to work in the freezer. This is a minus 15, minus 20 environment. Oh, wow. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's challenging a little bit in there. Uh, and in terms of uh, your partnerships, are you engaged in, uh, with any uh, other industry organization, academic partnerships that does help to support your business? Absolutely. Um, we have many partnerships academically, industry, in the community. Um, as far as our industry, we're strong partners with IDFA, which is the International Dairy Foods Association. They are a wonderful partner for us because we can call them on nutritional or labeling issues or, you know, um, food safety issues, those types of things. Um, as far as the community, we're very, very involved in the community, and that's really part of being, I, I think, being family-owned and operated, and we have to support those who supported us the last 105 years. And so, like you had said earlier, we support the Utica Sertoma Ice Cream Festival, and we have a big festival once a year. It's always Memorial Day weekend, and we get about 40,000 people here in three days, and we'll help raise, on good years, we'll help raise about $60,000 for Sertoma, and then all that money goes back to the community. And you donate thousands of gallons of ice cream. Yes, we help We help with the ice, ice cream eating contest. We donate product for that. I mean, just a lot of variety of different ways throughout those three days, and, and just a lot of manpower, too. We have a lot of people here working the grounds, and you know, a lot of, a lot of safety things we have to be concerned about when we have 40,000 people on the property. So, And then um, we've had a really strong relationship for many years with the Stephanie Spielman foundation we had a pink package for many years um that we knew stephanie and we were my mother is a three-time breast cancer survivor and stephanie was a survivor and so we created this pink package and um but most recently we kind of transitioned that package to the green package to support pelotonia because we wanted to support all cancers and not just breast cancer so we have the green package now the last couple years and and some of us bike in pelotonia so that's been a lot of fun um and um but we've had other community involvement like we used to have a package with nationwide's children's hospital and mm -hmm. and um so we love you know love to do like ice cream for a cause because it puts smiles on on people's faces and helps them feel better and so in terms of, you mentioned COTC and in terms of the workforce relationships. And so I'm, I'm assuming that, that, that you have other relationships with, with the higher education institutions in K through 12 as well. Yes, absolutely. We've, we really, like I said earlier, we're working harder here in Utica to have more of a collaboration with, with North Fork School District and, and with SeaTech um, in, in Newark. I mean, for because you know college isn't for everybody so some of these kids we've got to get close and, and connect with them that 
once they get out of out of um, high school or from SeaTac, where where do they they want to start working right away? So we want to be able to put them to work. And you know, here at Velvet, we have about 130 associates strong. So we can take more time to to train them and to take them under our wing and really teach them the dairy industry and what we're all about. What are your responsibilities as president of Velvet other than eating ice cream? <laughs> I eat a lot of ice cream, that is for sure. That's <laughs> I have to work out every morning and run because I love ice cream. I never never get tired of eating. You can't get tired of eating the product you produce. But, um, you know, um, we're a working family. Uh, my sister, Joanne, is vice president. My father is chairman, and I'm president. But we all three really work together on making major decisions for the future of the company. But I really, I get involved in day-to-day -day operations from distribution to manufacturing to um, admin. You know, we've installed a lot of new IT this past few years. and um, But I also get involved in marketing and, and um, community engagement, that type of thing. A little bit of everything. And that's, that's what I love about the job is you, we're not siloed in these, you know, particular departments. I get to cover all bases. Sounds like never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. I always say my calendar is never my own. <laughs> when you came on board uh, almost a decade ago, you know, were you, uh, you know, all set to you know, implement a number of new strategies and new directions, or did you want to keep the pace? Well, my father and my uncle were still heavily involved at that time. So I came in with a, a learning mentality. I had a lot to learn. I was not in a common industry prior to me coming to the family business, though I always knew I wanted to be a part of the family business. So I came in, I wrote my own training program, um, and for about the first year and a half, I was actually out in the plant. I wanted to see how our products were received and and what we did with those products and, and food safety, and I really understood I wanted to understand the manufacturing side. I didn't want to just say, yes, we manufacture. So I, I've ran a lot of those machines out in the plant. I wore the whites and the hairnet and all the garb for a year and a half, and, and I'm proud of those whites. You know, those are just, we, we provide our associates with those white clothes for a reason, and um, it's all part of quality control. And so um, then I came into the office and worked in accounting for a little bit and then in marketing. And so it's it just, I believe you have to learn the business from the bottom up, and that's what we did. And and uh, so I've been here full time, 25 years, and it's been wonderful working with the family. I mean, it, the family business is has its own dynamics. It, you know, that's the part I didn't really understand when I came in is the whole family business part. But um, you know, we've we've succeeded in the succession planning. I'm part of the fourth generation, so we're very proud of that. And uh, mentioned uh, before you uh, you came back to Velvet, you were or I guess you didn't even you hadn't even really started except for being part of the family. Right. You know, you worked in the fashion industry as a as a buyer for women's clothing store in New York. So, right. what was the motivation to return to the family business? Well, I always wanted to be in the family business, but we have a Dagger family code of conduct, and we said, you know. I had to go to college. That was kind of a family rule, which was fine. I wanted I wanted to go to college, but I also they, the other family rules. You had to work outside of the family business. So when you ever do decide to come into the family business, at least you have something you can you know you've worked for someone else rather than just your father, and and you can bring something to the family business. So 
Um, I worked outside of the business for about four or five years and then attended a International Dairy Foods Association conference with my and trade show with my father and my uncle. And I didn't really know what to expect when I attended the conference. I thought, I'll just go with them, see what it's all about. And I just fell in love. I just said, I just knew, you know, in your gut, you just know that's the time to go back to the family business. Well, it's, it's not often that I hear someone say that they have a family code of conduct. So, <laughs> I mean, so, uh, you know, how unusual is it in the food manufacturing industry that not only are your sisters and you fourth generation manufacturers, but also uh, that the women are in the top three leadership positions in yes. the company? Yes. You don't see that very often, especially in the dairy industry. We're very male dominated in the dairy industry. But most recently, there's been a couple more females entering the industry. And, you know, we don't really focus on the fact that we're women, honestly. I, I came from a family of, there's four of us girls, and dad expected us to, to do what he did, and he raised us just to roll up our sleeves and work hard. And, you know, I've gone to a lot of leadership conferences and training, and I keep thinking I'm going to hear this this golden, you know, understanding of what it is to be successful. And really, it just goes back to you have to love what you do, and you have to have passion for it, and you have to just work hard. And we do that. We work very hard. We're not an off-site family where we run the business remotely. We run the business here at Velvet. So, um, plus it's a fun product. It's ice cream. What are you doing to plan for the fifth generation? Well, dad right now calls them inventory shrinkage because they're so young and they just come in and eat ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you can see certain characteristics in each one of them, which ones are the leaders, which ones are the followers. And um, I don't know, I've, I have my prediction. Uh, we have, I have one nephew who right now is 15 and he takes a lot of interest in this business and always asking me questions and attends a lot of different events with us and food shows and that types of thing. So we'll see. Well, I'm sure it's just like uh, the ice cream. You don't want to really come out and say which one are your favorites. Your favorites, right. <laughs> you have to be very careful on that. Right. <laughs> Um, you know, even though the, the, you know, you're in a, a somewhat of an unusual situation with, with having uh, several generations before you being manufacturers, I mean, what advice would you give to other women who may be thinking about a career in food manufacturing or manufacturing in general? Well, I remember when I first got on board, my father said, you will love the food business for one reason, and that's that there's great people in the food industry. And he was exactly right. I mean, we have a lot of great people here at Velvet Ice Cream, some that have been with us 40, 45 years. Um, and then I meet just, I've had the pleasure of meeting some of the greatest people throughout the country in the food business. And, it, you know, it's an industry that stays pretty strong. My grandfather always said people have to eat. So, um, and it's an industry that's very innovative and, uh, you know, continues to see growth year after year it just trends change that's about you know the only thing consumers habits change those type of thing but I, if you work hard it's very traditional somewhat of a very traditional industry but if you just work hard and stay f focused on you know what you want I, you can go there's a lot of growth in this industry there you could go far in this industry so last question what would surprise us about velvet ice cream 
Well, we're women-owned and operated, and uh, we're going to be 105 years in 2019. Well, I wish you another 105 years of success. Lakanda, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Catherine. We appreciate it.